2: Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline.
3: Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle biznatch.
4: And we are back. How you doing? That was a rather bizarre first hour. A lot of opinions, a lot of editorials, a lot of introspection. A couple of calls, Oakland call, New York call. Come on in and let's talk some sports. We do have a comedian, Joe Clocheck, coming up. He worked at a coat check and then he uh, sold... Kotex, and then he used to watch Kojak, and then... Oh, I'm sorry. Now I'll bring in Joe on the other side. Rick, it's actually close, sec. All right, we'll find out. <clears throat> also, uh, Kristen and Jen form from hashtag IMomSoHard, because when you think sports, that's what you think. It's a web series and a tour. And they're this hour as well. We'll see how mom they. We'll see how hard they do, mom. Mom, huh? Huh? What are you talking about? You're the Meshuggah. You're the reason for both control. All right. One a play. Also on American Forces Radio Network, as I like to mention. And uh, I've heard American Forces Radio. And um, I mentioned uh, two years ago when I was in uh, Germany driving on the Autobahn in my BMW. Das ist kein Yeah, ja, ja, that means there's no speed limit. You got to love speed limit. Geschwindigkeitsbegrenzung. Ja. What's your name? Earl, your last name? Geschwindigkeitbegrenzung. Well, never mind. Just call me Earl G. But uh, listening to the Eagle... The Eagle is the uh, classic rock station on AFN. And uh, there's also The Voice, of which I'm on, because I am the voice of American... I mean, come on. The troops bow down. I'm higher than a general... Oh, yeah. Not General Akbar, but General Snackbar. Come on in. Oh, I got a million of them. Also, uh, TuneIn app iHeartRadio app, Stitcher app, and CRN Digital Plus Two, the Cable Radio Network Channel 2. Twitter is at Rick Tittle. We're talking sports. Come on back.
5: If you've got a small business, you know there's nothing more valuable than your time. So why waste it at the post office? Stamps.com makes it easy to mail and ship right from your computer. No special equipment required. Whether you're in office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. You'll even get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from USPS and UPS. And their new Rate Advisor tool lets you compare shipping rates across carriers so you always find the best option. Save time and money with Stamps.com. There's no risk, and when you go to Stamps.com and use offer code FOCUS, you'll receive a four-week free trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top and enter code FOCUS. That's Stamps.com, promo code FOCUS. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again.
4: Check me out. Thank you for that, uh, Lawrence. Just pretend you can't hear me through the walls. Rick Tiller with you, coast to coast, around the world on American Forces Radio Network. 177 countries tuning in to hear our next guest. It is comedian Joe Klosek. Because tomorrow night he'll be at Cobb's Comedy Club down here in uh, North Beach hosting the Get It game show at 8 o'clock. And uh, I should also tell you on October 26th he'll be over at the Punchline Uh, with uh, Riftastic, which is just all crowd work. Joe, welcome to the show. It seems like out here people uh, entrust you with with hosting a lot of this stuff. Uh, Congratulations on the faith they have in you.
8: Uh, I've got a lot of pictures of people with goats. (laughs) It's not trust. You just got to get leverage. That's how you do it.
4: I see. So whatever works. So um, tell us a little bit, uh, because I know you're a local guy, but are you originally a local guy?
8: I started here. Uh, San Francisco is a great comedy town. Uh, some of the best and the brightest in comedy come from here. And someday, maybe I'll be saying that about me, too.
4: But you grew up here.
8: I didn't grow up here. No, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a transplant. Uh, I came from Chicago originally. All
4: right. So it was either how, how close were you to going to New York or L.A.? What was it? About? I mean, yeah, there's a good comedy scene here, two huge clubs. But uh, did you think about the other places?
8: Are you asking me why I never made it? <laughs> <Is that laughs> um, yeah, Yeah, I went to L.A. I went to L.A. for a while. And, um, man, that's, that's a whole subject of a one-man show. Uh, and then I came back here and just sort of dug in and decided, all right, this, this is the level of success I'm going to be comfortable
4: with. Sounds like you're a little defensive, Joe. <laughs> what are you saying, Dad? Yeah. <laughs> What's what's the deal with the hot young Australian actor trying to steal your name?
8: Oh my God! That you must have. Yeah, this yeah. happens to me all the time. There is a uh, extremely handsome twenty something Australian who uh, looks like a supermodel, and he's a comedian. And I'm constantly getting calls and emails from managers going, hey, uh, are you coming to the States? And, you know, we should hook up some things. And I'm like, yeah, uh, I'm going to send you a picture of me, and then you let me know if you still want to have the conversation, and then nothing. (laughs) It's like career Tinder.
4: Well, it's, yeah, you're not a bad-looking guy. You're just not the Australian Timothy Chambolet.
8: No, no. Who is, though?
4: (laughs) Joe Klosek. There you go. (laughs) All right, so tell us a little bit about the get it, game show what is it
8: I, I like how you're pronouncing it with the question <laughs> full on well, I appreciate that, that's the way it's yeah. written yeah 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 get, get it um yeah so uh game show idea that that we came up with years ago and simple idea comedian goes up does a set and then we ask for three contestants to come up from the audience we give them buzzers I ask them questions about the set they just saw First person to get five questions right wins the round. We do two rounds, and then those two winners face off against each other in a speed round. Um, And it's where the fun is, is everybody thinks they're saying what they just saw, but the hilarity ensues where they don't get something right, or they interpret a joke differently. Uh, The comedians love it because they're like, wow, maybe I need to rewrite that joke for better retention. And uh, the audience loves it because they start shouting out the answers as well.
4: That sounds like a lot of fun. And as I mentioned, riff tastic at the punchline coming up on October twenty sixth. Look, crowd work is is scary because obviously it's all improvised. And um, I remember being at the comic strip in Manhattan a couple of years ago, and the the guy he unfortunately didn't have a set, and he just thought he would walk around the crowd. And you could feel the guy drowning. Uh, he had, <laughs> uh, he, he had nothing, and then he just started insulting people. So, uh, it, how scary is it to know that you're just going to do crowd work?
8: It's well, it's not scary. It's exciting. And if uh, if I'm doing my job right, then I'm reading the crowd correctly. And it's not about insulting anyone or making fun of anyone. It's a, really just about the crowd looking at me like, oh, this is our friend Joe. He's kind of a smart aleck. He might make fun of us, but it's all playful. It's not meant to be taken seriously. And then it's like a tightrope act. They want to see me make it to the other side, and it's kind of interesting, like, wow, okay, this guy doesn't have a plan. He's going with what we're giving him. He's taking advantage of things in the room. Uh, That's kind of cool, but like a tightrope act, if I fall off, that's kind of cool to say you were there too.
4: Do you have? I guess you have to have a couple of things in your back pocket just in case, right? That you can a couple of soft pillows to land on.
8: (laughs) There's, you know, you keep a gun in your sock, sure, you know, um, (laughs) just in case. But but yeah, it is kind of a challenge that the the comic will set for themselves. Like, can I do this without relying on any bits? Can I do this? without uh, having to reach into my, my back pocket and pull out an old chestnut that I know is gonna work. Uh, and that's the exciting thing, and if the crowd understands it and they buy into the concept, it's a lot of fun for them too, because they, they get into the idea of like, well, we're watching this guy uh, pull this out of his hat in the moment, and that's really, really cool. Um, and if it doesn't work, eh, you know what? Again, you get to say like, wow, I was, I was there, and I saw the frustration that caused that guy to climb to the top of a bell tower with a gun.
4: <laughs> no doubt. Um, were you one of those people who said, look, I'm, I'm getting up there and I'm going to give this comedy thing a shot? Or were you one of those people where everyone said, dude, you're hilarious, you got to go up?
8: Uh, neither. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
8: I, I, I fell into this completely by accident. And I fell into it because girlfriend broke up with me. I was heartbroken. I was talking about it at my day job. And people would laugh, and I'm like, what's wrong with you? And, and the more earnest I was about my grief, the harder they would laugh, and I didn't get it. And then one day there was a waiter who was also a stand-up, and he's like, hey, uh, you're funny. And I'm like, I'm not trying to be. And he's like, that's why it works. So we went to an open mic, and he, uh, I'm like, what do I talk about? And he goes, tell them how you feel. And it worked. And I realized the beautiful thing about stand-up comedy is you can take your pain, and turn it into something that people will laugh at. So it helps me, it helps them. Um, But, yeah, I fell into it completely by accident.
4: And then, you know, you made fun of yourself by saying you're a failure. Look, you're headlining these shows here in a major market. You're obviously a successful comedian you know not everybody's Jim Gaffigan but you're doing pretty well um what are some of the things you have like forks on the fire because it seems like everybody has to have a pod or everybody has to have something streaming do you have all that going on
8: uh I don't have a podcast in the works everyone tells me that I should but I just uh, I don't know that the world needs one more angry white guy podcast um <laughs> call it, I mean, I'm you thinking should, about it you but, should call you it know. that I should call it that. Yeah, yeah. That would be interesting. And then yeah, I'm gonna be recording uh my own comedy album for eight hundred pound uh, gorilla, yeah. which is probably yeah, they're they're the best company I think and sure. I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully we get it done this year. Um, if not early next year we'll record it and then it will be it'll be everywhere.
4: Are you gonna do it at the the punch or cobs?
8: Oh, I'm gonna do the punchline. That's home. They've been yeah. super supportive and that's where I started. Um, I can't think of any place else I'd want to do it.
4: I mean, how cool is it? Robin Williams, Dana Carvey. I mean, uh, I've seen Chappelle there. I mean, it's just, uh, it, it's uh, it's, like a, it's like going to a castle of comedy when you perform there.
8: It's one of the best clubs in the world, and literally the world. Like, I've done comedy um, all over the world. I've been lucky to travel a little bit with it, and everyone is always in awe of the San Francisco comedy scene, but specifically the punchline. It's a small venue, so you get to see incredible talent up close, and it's also the kind of place that really fosters talent. I mean, a lot of people came through there, um, and, you know, I I give a big shout-out to Molly, who has been booking the club for almost 30 years now. She started as a door person, and worked her way up the the chain as much as some of these comics have. And she really fosters talent. So I I give her a lot of props for that.
4: Great stuff. Make sure to get to Cobb's Comedy Club tomorrow if you're in San Francisco, down here on Columbus Street, 8 o'clock. Our guest, Joe Klosek, will be hosting the Get It! game show, and uh, also, less than a month away, tuesday october 26th good to get out there on a tuesday night for Tastic, the all crowd work and riffing show which joe will host at the said punchline joe thanks for coming on man uh let's get you in studio one of these days
8: i would love that thank you so much for having me man
4: all right i'm rick Tittle. open lines on the other side come on back
2: That's 800-880-7167, paid for by Airtime Media.
7: Now you see that evil will always triumph, because good is dumb.
1: always goes commando
4: hey 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 thank you for that welcome back to the show it's a good segue for the kids out there hey 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 uh tomorrow on the show Edgardo Alfonso remember him with the Giants Dominic for five minutes maybe a little bit longer I think most people remember him with the uh the New York Mets uh coming up in the next segment Kristen and Jen who? You don't know Kristen and Jenner. Actually, there was a band, a guy and his girlfriend. They were like, I don't know if you remember, there was like Fred and Susie. And they're like, yeah, we're a band. We're in New York. And then literally that night, I was talking to somebody and it's like, you know, I got a lot of, you know, Fred and Susie on my phone. I'm like, what? I had them on my show today. You had Fred and, I don't remember their names. You had Fred and Susie. Ah. Like, they're big. They're the biggest. 1 800 878 play emails. Rick at Uh, This one is from Chrissy. Uh, Rick, do you think the Philadelphia A's fans will last once they go to, <laughs> to Vegas? Well, their whole thing, Chrissy, by the way, thanks for the email, Rick at their whole thing is that they still remember the Philadelphia A's. And by the way, you know, if you go to the Coliseum, you see those, those pennants up there. There were two dynasties that Connie Mack had, and he won the World Series in 1910, 1911, and 1913. There were three other pennants uh, in there as well. And they had the the $100,000 infield. That was Stuffy McGinnis at first, Eddie Collins at second, Jack Berry was the shortstop and home run Baker was at third. In the rotation you had Eddie Plank and Chief Bender. That was their first dynasty. But to me more impressive was their second dynasty was exactly the same time as Murderers Row. Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, same time. And if you look at that Yankee team and you look at the A's team, they were exactly the same. They were exactly the same because, excuse me, each team won three straight pennants, won two World Series, and lost one. And it was uh, 27 and 28. 27 was the original murderer's row. 27 and 28 were the Yanks. And then the A's won in. Then the A's won three in a row: twenty nine, thirty, thirty one, and they won the World Series two years in a row: twenty nine and thirty. Every year they won over a hundred games. But if you think about, you know how good Murderers Row was. Think about the A's at the exact same time. Arguably, the scariest lineup in the history of baseball, after the Yanks. And then, if you look at statistically. They were better. I mean, the A's won more games than the Yanks. They scored more runs. They had like 170 less errors. They were a much better defensive team. But the entire world's media, well, the entire United States media was coming out of New York. But think about that lineup. The same time there was Murderers Road, the A's had three Hall of Famers back to back to back. They had Al Simmons, Hall of Famer. Career batting average, like 340. You had double X Jimmy Fox, 30 home runs 12 straight years. Over 100 RBIs like his whole career, like 13, 14 years in a row. 30 home runs 12 years in a row. That's good now with the bouncy, bouncy, bouncy ball and the outfield walls that weren't 380 to dead center. So you had Two Hall of Famers in a row, and then the third Hall of Fame row was Mickey Cochran, who a lot of people think is the best hitting catcher of all time. You throw in Lefty Grove as the ace; Lefty Grove still holds the American League record. It might even be an MLB record, but he won the N, uh, the Earn Run uh, title nine times. Lowest ERA in the junior circuit nine times. And a a strikeout artist. Led the American League in strikeouts like seven years in a row. But the thing was, what's the thing, Rick? Well, if you look at the accolades, as I said, they won the same number of pennants, they won the same number of the World Series, they had the same number of Hall of Famers, basically. But a lot of people don't talk about that. No one talks about that team. Because... It was like, I give the example of Greg Kinn having the album out at the same time as Michael Jackson, except the thing was, is that they do have the World Series titles. So what killed it? Well, what killed it was, during that time, what was going on? Uh, The depression, (laughs) the Great Depression, which wasn't that great. And no one came to the games. If you look... At Yankee games, I'm not saying World Series. I'm just saying a regular season Yankee game. There's a guy here, a guy there in the crowd at Yankee Stadium. Same thing in Philadelphia. They weren't playing on TV. It was all about the gate. And so the teams were going to go bankrupt. And it sucked. And plus, these guys were getting paid a lot of money. So Connie Mack started selling all his players. And when he sold Cochran to the Tigers for $100,000, and and, uh, there was also the construction of what they called a spite fence. Remember the spite store, Larry David? There was a spite fence, which I love that. It's a term used in property law. And it's basically something to annoy a, uh, a neighbor and to block their views. And you can do it with trees and things like that. But it was at Scheib Park. And uh, there were some buildings where you could look out the window and see the game. So they built this spite fence so no one could look in. And all it did was it make it made all the fans mad. And so then in the 30s, You know, Mac was almost 70 years old, and they did win the pennant in 31. And he said, I'm going to build another winner. I'm going to build another winner. But they had no cash. And so as a result, the team went into basically a 30-year decline. And they were basically in last place for 10 straight years. I think one year in World War II, they were fifth place but this was last place and then Tom Scheib died and, and they ended up selling him to Canada. this. But anyway, those final years in, in Philadelphia were tough. Very, very tough. Let's go to just giving you a little knowledge, dropping a little A's knowledge on you. Let's go to Vince and Lafayette. Vince, I got about a minute. What's up, buddy?
7: Yeah, I used to hear all those A's stories growing up. Cause my dad was a big A's fan. Um, when he was growing up in Philly and he went to a lot of those games, even though cool. a lot of the kids went to one. So he was a paper boy, um, going, to, and that's how he got money to go to, um, the ball games. Cool. And he told me all that. Then he went off to World War II, but he stayed in the, um, the army after World War II. And he was there through Korea as well, but they were shocked at the, um, the A's left because they played at Shy Park. Why the, um, Philly played at the University of Pennsylvania. They didn't even have a real stadium. So nobody saw, it was like the Giants leave in the Bay Area over the A's because they had a you know, nicer park and everything. So that was a big shock. But he told me all about the players. He saw all those guys growing up. And we got to go a few uh, A's games when I was um, living in Philly until um, I moved out in 72. I got to go see Baltimore. We go, go see the A's down there and um, watched the, uh, and sometimes in Washington, D.C., we watched the A's play. Um, but so we go to almost as many A's games as we did in Phillies games. Very cool. That was my, like, yeah. So I, and then I moved out here in 72 and I thought I died and went to heaven because I got to see the A's win three straight World Series. So it was really cool. And then, you know, I'm instant Oakland fan. I became a Raiders fan, and, um, and then a Warriors fan. I never thought the, um, the Warriors would leave the, what do you call it, would win more than one. And I didn't think I had to be an old man to see another one. Mm-hmm. But, uh, the, the, the funny thing about the Warriors, a lot of people don't know about this about the Warriors. I'm switching, I know, from baseball. But did you know the Warriors weren't even on TV during the championship when they were winning? They were they finished a tonight show with um, Johnny Carson. Then you could watch the NBA championship.
4: Yeah, it got delayed. Hey, I'm, I'm right in the middle of a break, Vince. Thanks for the call, man. I love the Philly memories. That's really cool. Your dad was an A's fan. Come on back on Byline.
1: mrsana's mri clinic isn't operating at max efficiency she needs a new certified tech certifiably now someone's waiting in room two for an acl scan can you handle that indeed can help her hire great people fast i need indeed indeed you do with indeed instant match we immediately show you quality candidates whose resumes on indeed meet your sponsored job description
3: visit indeed.com credit and get 75 dollars towards your first sponsored job terms and conditions apply
5: If you've got a small business, you know there's nothing more valuable than your time. So why waste it at the post office? Stamps.com makes it easy to mail and ship right from your computer. No special equipment required. Whether you're in office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. You'll even get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from USPS and UPS. And their new rate advisor tool lets you compare shipping rates across carriers so you always find the best option. Save time and money with Stamps.com. There's no risk, and when you go to Stamps.com and use offer code FOCUS, you'll receive a four-week free trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top and enter code FOCUS. That's Stamps.com promo code FOCUS. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again.
9: it doesn't really matter i uh, I don 't like my
2: job, and uh, I don't think i'm going to go anymore. <laughs>
1: thinks there's a direct correlation between dogs and lightning.
4: I know, I know. We've been over this a hundred times. I'm really embarrassed about it. 1-800-878-PLAY. We're moving Kristen and Jen a half hour back. What do you think of that? All right. Uh, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. And uh, with uh, just four games left, I would love... For the A's just to beat the Mariners, so that I can't, I don't want the Mariners to make the playoffs. I really, really don't. And now they're ahead of Toronto. They're a half game back of Boston for the second wild card. I really don't want them because I'm a Mariner hater. Hater. How about in the West, where the Giants uh, are still two games up? Now, Brandon Belt has a broken thumb, which really sucks. He's their leading home run hitter, which means Wilmer Flores or Wade or Ruff. Somebody else is going to have to play first base right now. And I think Wade last night had an error on a pickoff. It's like, yikes. So uh, we'll see how it goes there. But uh, still, two games left. Or two games back, I should say. And... um, the uh, the Giants hosting the the worst team in baseball, the Diamondbacks. And so, you know, you gotta take care of business, uh, as they say. Taking care of business everybody taking care of business. Everybody. Sorry. Did that sound like Backman Turner overdone? Probably not. The uh, you got Wood going for the Giants tonight against Kelly. 11 losses with an ERA of over four and a half. And then on Thursday, Madison Bumgarner. On the bump. Madison Garner. Hey, did anybody ever call him that? That's eh, too late. He's not on the team anymore. I guess you can. But anyway, we're getting, we're getting, it's getting, it's getting, it's getting kind of hectic. It's getting, it's getting, you know the rest. one 800 A play I look around, look around, y'all, and I look at managers and I think, Well, who's on the hot seat because you know I was just talking about this yesterday, Luis Rojas, if you give everything that's gone down on this organization since Steve Cohen has taken over, and remember they didn't even want him, they wanted Carlos Beltron it's It's just too much there there's no way he's going to be back, right? Am I right? Maybe, but then there's the obvious ones I mean. I, you look at some managers on some of these teams, uh, like you know the Orioles, and they're like, "Ah, we'll bring them back." <laughs> you know, I've already seen some extensions for some lousy teams, and they're just like, "Yeah, whatever." Remember, Bob Melvin finished in last place three years in a row, and he got an extension. And I remember I was there, and he the press conference. He said, "This usually doesn't happen." By the way, but what about Rocco Baldelli in his first season? In 2019, the Twins won 101 games. And then last year, in the COVID season, 60 games, they won back-to-back AL Central titles. And so the line of thinking here is, wow, he's really good. Now the Twins suck and they have a fire cell. Do you fire him? No. No, you don't fire him. That doesn't make a lot of sense to do that. By the way, Boston last night playing the Yankees at Fenway and just a million Yankee fans there to see Stan hit it out. And the, the Red Sox are wearing those horrible yellow and blue uniforms. We almost kind of don't deserve to go. But what about Aaron Boone? It looks like the Yankees are going to make the playoffs. I mean, there's two games up. Uh, so their magic number two tie is one. But you just never know. This is a very demanding fan base. The Yankees haven't won a World Series in 12 years. Oh, my gosh. They haven't been to the World Series in 12 years. But imagine back in November of 2009 and you get to break the news to the entire Yankee fan base that you're not going to go to the World Series, but these are the teams that will win. The Giants three times, the Red Sox twice, the Royals Cubs, Nationals, and Astros. (laughs) Can you imagine their disgust at that time? Boone took over for Joe Girardi after the Yankees lost game seven of the ALCS. So if you look right now, you know, at Boone, lost an ALDS, lost an ALCS lost an ALDS and missed playoffs. Would that be an acceptable trajectory? No. No, I don't think so. But the front office has been saying all year, it's not Boone's fault. And it's really not. But you never know in a place like that. I kind of wonder about Jace Tingler because uh, I went to Adam and Eve and bought a couple of Jace Tinglers, by the way, imported from France. But How do you, do you pin the final two months on him? He's just the on-field boss. His team has completely fallen apart. And if you went back to August, it would have seemed outrageous to say the Padres weren't going to make the playoffs. But the Padres very well could have a sub-500 record. And if you go back to August 10th, they were 18 games over. They had a five-game lead over the second wild card. Uh, or the the as the second wild card. Now maybe AJ Preller gets the gets the boot, and then the new guy would come in and get his new manager. Maybe Preller shows Tingler the door all by himself. But <clears throat> I could see. I could see them blaming Tingler, because guys got hurt. It happens. Just remember, in San Diego, I I, I know a guy who used to play for the Padres. And he said they'll never win there because all they care about is just throwing beach balls around. Well, the fan base isn't going to demand it, but you just wonder the front office. And then I heard people the other day discussing that Dusty Baker was going to get fired. Why would, Dusty, why would Dusty Baker get fired? Because he's 72 years old? What if he wins the World Series as a 72-year-old? You know, Dusty Baker has never won the World Series as a manager. Maybe he might retire instantly. You know, his contract is up at the end of the season. So if you're going to fire him, you'd have to fire him in the next couple days. But James Click runs the front office now, and he came from Tampa Bay. And I'm sure Click is extremely happy with the the job that Dusty Baker has done, who had to not only manage but play diplomat. The way the cheat gate and garbage can gate, whatever you want to call it, bang gate uh, came out last year. Sign stealing scandal, let's just call it that. But Click might want to go a new school. Remember, what did they do in Tampa? Kevin Cash. So maybe it'd be like, hey, Dusty, thanks for holding down the fort. And now it's time to move on. So obviously that wouldn't be getting fired Maybe he walks away on his own. I don't know, but I I don't see that. This is this is what this is what Dusty does. But getting back to the Giants, and you think about why they are the best team in baseball, and it's just all these guys they have, the way that they have been so clutch time and time again, and I had a I don't want to say argument, but I had a very heated discussion with a Giants fan on Saturday who said being a Giants fan is torture. And I told him to shut the hell up. You're the best team in baseball. I'll take that torture. And I know that was what Dwayne Kuiper said back in the day, but that doesn't continue now. You cannot be the best team in baseball and say torture. I go, no, no, being a Giants fan is torture. They leave it late. They leave it late. I go, yeah, but they always win. Is that what you think torture is? But what Farhan Zaidi has done, and he did it with the Dodgers too, if you talk about guys like Chris Taylor who no one heard of outside of Seattle before they picked him up, he has a way of picking up these guys that will come through. Because the Giants, you could say, oh, they've rebuilt. They haven't rebuilt crap. They've got some old guys, and then they've got some journeymen. They haven't rebuilt anything. Do you call Darren Ruff and Donovan Solano and Mikey Oskremski rebuilding? No. Lamont Wade Jr. He get, they got him for Sean Anderson to the Twins. Since then, Sean Anderson cut by the Twins, cut by the Rangers, cut by the Orioles, cut by the Padres. And Wade was an okay prospect with the Twins, you know, But this is a guy hitting, you know, 260 with 18 home runs. But whenever they need him to come through, he's come through. Because with runners in scoring position, Lamont Wade Jr. is hitting 373. (laughs) Which is better than, like, Vlad Jr. So, look, they're going to have to have these guys step up. But that's, that's just part of... You know, you say you'd rather be lucky than good. You know, is is Farhan Zaidi a a genius? Well, you can call him what you want, but these guys have come through. I mean, look, the Orioles are one of the most sad sack organizations in baseball the last five years, and Mikey Skrimsky never got called up. They didn't even give him a September cup of latte just to say, hey, here's Camden Yards. Remember from spring training that last day? So, um, remember a lot of people didn't want Zaidi because that meant it was the end of an era. It was going to be no more Brian Sabian and Bruce Bochy was going to leave and then to bring in a guy. And then of course, Charles Johnson in Florida, an investor, not even really an owner, you know, apparently he gave money to a politician who talked about lynching and he's like, whoops, sorry. And it's like, we boycott and then Gabe Kapler we boycott <laughs> probably not so much now, but yeah, it's nonsensical. It really is. When you look at the roster and you look at the money spent and you go, okay, well, you know, um, it, it didn't hurt that Brandon Crawford turned into him. Brandon Crawford not only has turned into his old self, he's turned into his old self so much that they gave him an extension. Like I said, they're not rebuilding. They're still still riding off that team that was built basically a decade ago and they're still riding off that and why not when you're the best team in baseball it doesn't make sense except that it does I'm Rick Tittle, come on back.
1: Percent sure Rick Tittle is the father of my child, but I'm 100 percent sure Rick Tittle is a jackass.
4: Oh, that's messed up. Um, saw this story out of Grove City, Ohio. Uh, apparently, <laughs> there were some referees that had to football referees had to barricade themselves in inside of a locker room after a game. This was, uh, Grove City High School, uh, reported that a, a vending machine was moved in front of the girls' locker room, which was assigned to the refs. And that's because a Grove City High School assistant coach charged them in a very threatening manner and was very combative after the game. The other referees had to restrain him. Uh, but, uh, this is what, on behalf of Grove City High School and Southwestern City High School District, we sincerely apologize for the locker room incident following the September 10th Grove City High School and Central Crossing High School football game. We do not condone this type of behavior, blah, 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 blah. Well, uh, I remember when I was a, uh, <coughs> uh, a coach, coach coaching football, these refs were just these big SOBs. And I can see why you would want to charge them sometimes. I'm not, I don't condone it, but I remember we went to Clear Lake and I'm bringing a team, a bus full of mostly black players up there. And it it could just tell it was some backwoods, backwoods crackers. And the three uh, refs came out and they were all 300 pound white dudes. And he's like, hi coach. You got an accent. Let me see your balls. So I dropped my pants. No, I. so I gave him my bag of footballs, and he goes, and he starts filling them like Tom Brady, and he's like, yeah, these ain't pumped up enough. You can't use your footballs. And I said, it's going to be one of those nights, isn't it? And he goes, you bet your ass it's going to be one of them nights. So those guys who got charged, good. You probably deserve it. I don't know if that's my point. All right, hey, we got another hour together. Let's talk at 1-800-878-PLAY.
0: USA Radio
5: News with Lance Pride.
12: Arkansas Senator Republican Tom Cotton from yesterday's questioning of military leaders about the Afghan withdrawal debacle.
5: General Milley, it's your testimony that you recommended 2,500 troops uh, approximately stay in Afghanistan?
0: Yes, my assessment
12: was uh, back
0: in the fall of 20 and it remained
12: consistent throughout that uh, we should keep a steady state of 2,500 and it could bounce up to 3,500, maybe
5: something like that. General McKenzie, do you share that assessment? Senator, I do share that assessment. Uh, President Biden last month in an interview with George Stephanopoulos said that no military leader advised him to leave a small troop presence in Afghanistan. Did these officer and General Miller's recommendations get to the president personally?
12: Uh, They're not going to provide what they recommended in confidence. Questioning of military leaders continues in Washington today. USA Radio News.
0: Remember when California was the golden state? Not anymore. Soaring crime, overregulation, and high taxes are forcing taxpayers to flee. Now, Newsmax's Rob Schmidt looks at what happened in his special series, California It's Over. Rob walks on the Reagan Ranch with Governor Christy Nome, and he talks to the insiders and reports from Los Angeles. Find out why you need to be worried because California's mess may soon be coming to your state. Watch Rob Schmidt on Newsmax at 10 p.m. Eastern. Newsmax is on every major cable system. Just check your cable guide. If your cable system doesn't carry Newsmax, call your operator, or switch to a service that does. Get Newsmax on most streaming services like Samsung, Roku, Pluto, or Zumo, or download the free Newsmax app on your smartphone. It takes just seconds, and you can watch us anytime, anywhere. California's nightmare is spreading. Watch Rob Schmidt on Newsmax tonight.
12: Project Dynamo, a group getting Americans and Afghan green card holders out of Afghanistan, are reporting a U.S.-bound charter plane carrying over 100 Afghan evacuees, including Americans, was being held Tuesday at a United Arab Emirates airport after its landing rights were revoked. A Biden administration official told Reuters that it typically takes time to verify the manifests of charter planes before clearing them to land in the United States. Home prices are looking good for homeowners. Tim Berg from the Phoenix USA Radio News Bureau explains.
6: Home prices keep soaring. The latest S&P CoreLogic K-Shiller National Home Price Index shows a nearly 20% jump over July of last year. It's the fourth straight month the index has set a new high. Phoenix leading the list of 20 cities with a 32% jump in home prices. San Diego and Seattle rounding out the top three. All 20 cities measured by the index posted home price increases in July.
12: We are USA Radio News.
5: Lights out, everybody. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. The first man they look for and the last they want to meet. Pleasant dreams. Mm-hmm.
8: <laughs> the greatest radio shows of all time, USA Classic Radio Theater. On these radio stations are on demand by searching USA Classic Radio Theater. USA Classic Radio Theater.
12: The infrastructure and massive spending bill on Capitol Hill seems to be in limbo as the president cancels a trip Wednesday to gather support from lawmakers. Democrat Congresswoman from Michigan, Debbie Dingell on MSNBC, gives us her perspective.
13: I said that this was going to be a week from and it is a week from But I will also tell you that there is, I've been saying for weeks, this, you know, failure is not an option. I will tell you Democrats are unified and failure is not an option. We've been having lots of discussion. People have lots of thought. I think if there's any failure, the White House is not having lots of discussions with House members who are talking to most of them. And there's probably great confusion about what the president really wants the House to do. Uh, And I think that is becoming a larger and larger and larger complaint, as I heard that yesterday from Democratic members on all spectrums of the line. But you, you have to have those bills. It is just very simple. You have to have both bills things that are in the bipartisan bill need what's in Build Back Better to even be completed, like removing, you know, the issue, I'm really, one of the issues that I'm talking about this week is getting the lead out of all water pipes. Uh, Pediatric uh, JAMA released a study showing that more than half the children in this country have measurable lead in their blood. Well, there's not enough money in the uh, bipartisan plan to get the lead out of all pipes, which is why we need the Build Back Better bill. And I could go through a list of a lot of things, and then there are things like childcare, etc.
12: I'm Lance Pry, and this is USA Radio News.
4: Hey, we got hour number three underway. Great to have you with us. Speaking of the uh, Red Sox, Pedro Martinez, Hall of Famer, knows a thing about pitching. Traded for Delino De Shields, I believe, from the Expos. And uh, anyway, uh, his brother Ramon, he was the good one. That's what we thought. But uh, last night during MLB Tonight on TV, there was a panel that he was on, and they were discussing uh, Luke Weaver, who was pitching for the Diamondbacks. And Weaver was in a bases-loaded jam in the first inning against the Giants, and while the bases were loaded, Harold Reynolds wondered aloud why Weaver wasn't called for a balk, because he didn't seem to pause between moving from his set position to starting to pitch. And then Greg Amzinger, the talking head guy, said that Weaver has never been called for a balk in his whole life. And Martinez said, well, the empires, they don't know S about what they're doing. I'm sorry. I apologize about that. What can I say? So Weaver walked in a run and then got out of the jam after that. But Martinez explained why he felt Weaver had committed a balk that didn't get called. And his ultimate rationale for the non-call was the umpires, do, the umpire does not understand the kind of movement he's making. So you would think that as a former pitcher, Martinez would like to get, give the hurlers the uh, benefit of the doubt, but he definitely has some strong feelings of the, uh, <laughs> of the situation there. But to say, uh, yes, yeah, swearing on the air doesn't always help. <clears throat> To say the umpires don't know S about what they're doing, but uh, look, we get ball, we get balk calls all the time, and uh, it's it's uh, it happens, like, but anyway, little Pedro, little like, who did you hear what Pedro said? I think he's okay. 1 800 878 PLAY, come on in and get heard. We got it, we get it, we're good. Also around the world on American Forces Radio Network as well. We can get that, too, and uh, your calls. Uh, So let's do it and come on back.
5: If you've got a small business, you know there's nothing more valuable than your time. So why waste it at the post office? Stamps.com makes it easy to mail and ship right from your computer. No special equipment required. Whether you're in office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. You'll even get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from USPS and UPS. And their new Rate Advisor tool lets you compare shipping rates across carriers so you always find the best option. Save time and money with Stamps.com. There's no risk, and when you go to Stamps.com and use offer code FOCUS, you'll receive a four-week free trial, plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top and enter code FOCUS. That's Stamps.com, promo code FOCUS. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. Oh, oh,
12: oh, right. It's Super Start Battery Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. That means you can get up to a $25 gift card after mail-in rebate with the purchase of your Super Start Battery. Return power, performance, and reliability to your car, truck, motorcycle, and more with Super Start Batteries. Only at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh,
8: oh, oh, O'Reilly
7: Auto Parts.
5: The double play! It's baseball season, and you're ready to go all out. So you ordered the essentials to make game day a success. Like a jersey, a power recliner, and a bigger screen. And you used your Bank of America customized cash rewards credit card. Choosing to earn 3% cash back on online shopping. Rewards that you put toward an essential piece of the celebration. An air horn. Apply for yours at bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding. Copyright 2021, Bank of America Corporation.
4: Hey, thanks for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's great to welcome to the show the duo behind I Mom So Hard. It's Kristen Hensley and Jen Smedley. There's the, where do I start? There's the web series. There's the Accomplice Wine. Well, let's start with this, the getaway tour uh, as well. Let's start with you, uh, Kristen. You know, talk about Amazon and your New York Times bestseller uh, five years ago if I told you all this would you have said hell yeah I'm gonna do it or would you say hell no
9: Um, I think that when we started I mom so hard I knew that uh, we had something pretty magical with the two of us but no not in my biggest dream did I think it would go into a book and a wine and all of that but I knew that like Jen is so funny and we had a really good chemistry that anything we did do we would we would work really hard at it and try to make it the best version of whatever it it was and uh uh i think that this thing has become so much bigger and it's it's really awesome
4: so jen when did you get to the point where you know corporations were like we want you to sell our stuff flog this item we want your name on this or that i mean when did when did that happen
14: happened the first time quite by accident because my dad used to send these uh, toys to the kids, my kids, uh, from this company called Fat Brain Toys, and they were in all of our videos. And we got this email, and it was like, hey, uh, we see a bunch of our toys in your video. And we're like, okay, well, this is a, a cease and desist. We'll stop doing it. We're getting sued. We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> and they were like, no, we want to bring you back to Nebraska. There were a Nebraska company to, to do a live show that they sponsored as like an ad thing. So that happened like right away, but we're from Nebraska originally. So it was like our Nebraska people taking care of us. It was awesome.
4: What is it about that, Kristen? You know, Johnny Carson's from there, the, the Midwest sensibilities, it's Americana, it's it's wholesome. What is it about the Midwest that everybody just seems to like uh, embrace?
9: I I think Midwesterners are good at a party. You know, they're like, like hey man we might think differently we might we, we might believe in different things but at the end of the day just bring something delicious to a party and 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 keep it light and have some fun and and just extend yourself to someone with like kindness and warmth and i think that's what the midwest just says in spades and it's like so wonderful when you go home and you're like oh yeah man this is what it's like i i smile at people when i say hello or you stop and you have a chat that it's a little longer than 30 seconds, and you feel really refreshed and renewed after you do all that. The Midwest way of life is, like, the best, in my opinion.
4: Very well said. And, uh, Jen, I was looking at some of your pictures, and, 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 and forgive me if I'm wrong, because I don't want to say girdle. Are those spanks that you guys are wearing?
14: Yeah, that that's, uh, <laughs> Spanx is a really <laughs> polite way of saying girdle. And actually – I mean, one of them in the picture, Kristen's got a device on that is exactly a girdle, right? It's like an old-school... Yeah. Uh, yeah. We did a Spanx video because Kristen and I confessed to each other one day, like, I'm wearing two pairs of Spanx right now just trying to get these jeans on. And <laughs> I, I thought I was crazy, and Kristen's like, I always wear two pairs of Spanx. So we were like, what does it look like if we wear three and four? And evidently, that is like an insider secret that a lot of us are doing.
4: <laughs> so the old secret was to, to get yeah, jeans on. You don't... Sorry, go ahead.
9: We almost passed out, honestly. There was a a moment when we were filming that video that I was like, I think this is considered stunt work.
4: Yeah. Well, I remember the old trick to get jeans on was you you lay on your bed on your back and you inhale and then you zip up real quick, right?
14: Well, after you have a couple babies, you need a little bit more.
4: So, what's it like in the family? Are you know is your husband's uh, they go along for this ride? Um, have either of you become drunk with fame?:
9: Oh my god, no, that's my favorite first of all, God bless you for even thinking that that question applies to us because I will tell you we we are not only humbled, but we are reminded daily of how not funny we are, of how like we are just mom, there's no. There's no accolades. There's no coolness until we get to do the tour. And then we're like, oh, yeah, this is what it's like to be in a room of people that like us.
4: (laughs) Very cool. So, Jen, tell us a little bit more about the Getaway Tour. What's going on?
14: Well, this is our third. uh, It's a stand-up tour, and it's the third one that we've done. It's two-person. It's Kristen and I. Sorry, but it's it's she and I. And uh, we're just talking about kind of a little bit about what's happened in the last year. Kristen learned to play guitar. We do a song. There's always some dancing that we hope will be um, sexy. It isn't. Uh, it's just, we like to call it a monster truck rally for moms. It's like <laughs> they, they for at least in the last year and a half, haven't been able to get out of the house. I mean, when you got littles at home, you're not getting out that much anyways. So this is your excuse. Get your girls, go out for a night, have a good time. Nothing's heavy. It's all light. It's just for laughs because you deserve it. And then you get back to your... Your everyday life and and feel like a little lighter. So, we're v- proud of it.
4: Very cool. And then Kristen, I guess they see you drinking wine, and then a winemaker's like, ah, they got to drink my wine. That's a pretty good deal, huh?
9: I mean, it's the coolest. And and in fact, what is even cooler about it is they weren't like, hey, you have to drive like drink our wine. They were like, hey, let's make your own wine. Mm. So we got to from the very beginning we got to go to the um the vineyard and we got to do a tasting and then they were like at some point you ladies need to leave and we were like but this is mecca we need to stay here and then we really came up with the three wines that we really loved which is the rosé the chardonnay and the cabernet and we named it accomplice that was um jen and i we wanted it to be very us we wanted it to feel like this is something you get to share with your friend who She's more than just your friend, she's your accomplice. She you know, there's a great expression that your best friend, um your your good friend will bail you out of jail, but your best friend is sitting next to you. So that's where we kind of came up with the idea of accomplice.
4: Very cool. Yeah, and accomplice in jail, those two words go together, I think too. Yeah, um, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Last question for you guys. Jen, I'll ask you, even best friends, family members, loved ones, you get on each other's nerves. So with you guys seeing each other in front of each other's faces nonstop, what was the biggest maybe little tiff or silent treatment that came out of an argument?
14: Well, we always say that like we get along better with each other than we do with our husbands. Like, yeah. Besides being friends, we're we're business partners, and like, hey, that's a relationship we got to have. Work, I you know, I need her; she needs me. So, uh, I speak to her a little more respectfully. You know, care about her feelings, that kind of thing. But you know, when you're when you're in your house, you, you're a little faster and looser with your uh, <laughs> your spouse, I guess. But. I, for the most part, we, we kind of, we have blow-ups. We're just like sisters, and then we move on, and it's great. I mean, I think people expect there to be some, like, you know, like a uh, dark side to women working together, but for us it's just been, it's been great to have somebody in your corner who really has your back. So it, we have w- way, way, way more good to say about it than, than it's been tough.
4: Well, it's cool. It's like having yeah. it's like having two Beyonce's. Like, there's not one good one, one bad, be- <laughs> you know. God.
14: Literally the oh. best compliment we have ever, ever
4: gotten. <laughs> it's Literally. Kristen Hensley and Jen Smedley. Hashtag IMOMSoHard all over social media. Make sure to check out the wine accomplice. That's from Marty Spate down there in Paso Robles. IMOMSoHard.com and get your tickets. Check out the dates. Kristen and Jen, congratulations and thanks for stopping by.
14: Thank you so much. Thank you for having
4: us. Thank you. All right, good stuff. I'm Rick Tittle, and uh, let's take a break, and we got open lines the rest of the way. So come on in at 1-800-878-PLAY.
2: That's 800-760-1845. I'm just a caveman. Your world frightens and confuses me.
1: (laughs) Rick Tittle wants to hear from you. The phone call is free, y'all. Just dial 1-800-878-PLAY to get yourself on the air right now. Call him up now, lazy ass. 1-800-878-PLAY.
0: I don't think you should be butting in when I'm talking to my team. You're my assistant, okay? You're supposed to back me up and go get me juice boxes when I tell you. Now go get me a juice box. You know who you're talking to? I'm talking to the juice box guy. You're crazy. Well, I'm not crazy. I'm just thirsty. Why don't you go to hell?
2: No, you go to hell. Why are there? Why don't you grab me a juice box? I'm no juice box boy, I'll tell you that. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No,
0: I'm not.
4: Oh, uh, there I am. All right. Hey, guess what? I wonder if we took a poll. Who's more sick of my rejoiners, me or the listeners? (laughs) Rick Tittle with you. 1-800-87A-PLAY. So, listen. You might remember a few years ago that when we started thinking about should college athletes be getting paid and what have you, and it was in 2015 when it was the Northwestern football team, they attempted to unionize. Do you remember that? They attempted to unionize. And so they applied to the National Labor Relations Act to get that thing, which then puts you into the National Labor Relations Board. And uh, then at that point in 2015... They didn't get it because uh, the definition of the word employee just didn't fit. And uh, so they they were denied at that point. But now we're hearing from the National Labor Relations Board today, from their top lawyer, that college athletes now, as long as they're at a private school, can unionize. This is from Jennifer Abruzzo. And by the way, if you've been to the Abruzzo, it is a very stark area south of Rome. It's just mountains. A lot of craggy cliffs and old churches. She probably says Abruzzo or Abruzzo. Jennifer Abruzzo. I'm from Bayonne, New Jersey. Anyway. Jennifer Abruzzo. Uh, She says... Um, blah 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 blah. blah. Uh, players at academic private institutions should be protected by Section Seven when they act concertedly to speak out on the terms conditions of their employment or to self organize, regardless of whether the board ultimately certifies a bargaining unit. So what she's saying is, you don't even have to be certified; you can form a union. Yeah, but how does that work if you're not certified? The thing is, is once again, the National Labor Relations Board will try to figure out what the, what's called mis- cl- misclassification violations are between the word employee and between the words student-athlete because... As we have talked about, and I do it every Monday with a Super 16 voter, everything's changed between college athletes and finances with the NIL. Name, image, likeness. And it's just a wave of state-by-state legislation over the last few months. And the Supreme Court ruled. It increased the scope of how athletes could be compensated for the educational purposes as well. So it's just a little college football a story on the side to think about what this may or may not mean. But unionizing? What are you? Norma Ray? Sally Field? Anybody get that reference? 1-800-878-PLAY. TCU, uh, TCU coach Gary Patterson, who's been there forever, playing a local derby match, if you like, with SMU, who now has Dallas written on their stuff because there's no University of Dallas but uh, he blasted SMU over the flag planting incident that led to a fight after their game. SMU beat TCU 42 to 34, which is a bit of an upset, but they retained the Iron Skillet. How about that? The Iron Skillet. And the battle between these two teams really got going afterward and in the team fight uh assistant coach Jerry Kill was that for a name he got knocked on the ground and Gary Patterson said I do need to find out who the player is that hit coach Hill with a helmet and I will find that out well what happened was what had 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 happened was you know, the frachaw was from SMU players planting their flag in the middle of TCU's field in celebration of the victory. And there are a lot of Horn Frog players that took exception to it. And there is video evidence of Kill getting knocked down, but it seems to be his own players running into him by accident. But Patterson then doubled down on his uh, frustration about... uh, kill getting knocked to the ground. He said he had about a two-inch knot on his head and scrapes all over it. I cannot substantiate that it was an SMU or TCU person, but it did happen. And if we didn't have the flags, it wouldn't have happened. <clears throat> and the other thing is, is that of course, which coach do you knock down? The one who has epilepsy and the one who gets epilepsy affected by more concussions. So Patterson said, quote, you don't think it was planned? They had a media person from their office out flipping the flag in the middle of the field. It's okay, but don't tell me there wasn't a plan there somewhere. A guy got hurt. That's why I'm upset about it. And things like that usually cause seizures, end quote. Now, if this story wasn't bizarre enough, the SMU athletic director, Rick Hart, said that he was told by the TCU AD, Jeremiah Donati, that Patterson is now going to walk back these comments and apologize about maybe an SMU player being involved or not. So <laughs> it's really <clears throat> it's really uh, just one of the... I, to, to plant a flag in the middle of the field is a little bit... Uh, yeah, what can I say? Now, the other thing is that when we were talking about this earlier about Allegiant Stadium in in Vegas hosting Super Bowls, which it will hosting a World Cup, which I'm sure a World Cup will be in Vegas. I mean, they had the draw there in 93. But now that you have that stadium there, there's going to be college football games. And it was announced today that Notre Dame is going to play BYU in Vegas. Now, something you may not know about Vegas. It's naughty. Oh, yeah, it's naughty. But it has a huge Mormon population. It does? It does. And so they're going to play each other next year, next October 2nd. And it's also the two most powerful religious schools, maybe even in the nation. What about Liberty Jerry Philbolt? I mean, you got Notre Dame, which is the number one Catholic school. And obviously, BYU is the Mormon school facing off in the desert. And both these teams are on a little bit of an upswing, to say the least. They have played eight times in the past. BYU has won uh, six of them. You might remember uh, when Notre Dame last beat BYU— the quarterback for Notre Dame was Tommy Reese, who, but the quarterback for BYU was a guy named Taysom Hill. Uh, at the time, so they're calling it the Shamrock Series. The Raiders are tweeting it. the 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 Notre Dame ND football is tweeting it. They're all getting excited, and you know the Notre Dame uh, carries, and I can tell you that. And they bring fans everywhere. When Notre Dame played at Stanford, when Jimmy Clausen was a quarterback and Charlie Weiss was a head coach, Jimmy Clausen, awful, poor Carolina drafting him. But they came to to uh, Stanford, and at that time, uh, you know, I was working here, and my show was being simulcast, Extra Sports Eight Sixty, which was Learfield Sports. They were doing Stanford games on that station, so I got free tickets and. Free trip to the uh, pre-game spread, VIP spread. I took two of my buddies, one who went to Notre Dame. And that's when I gave the guy the Heimlich. But my point is, <laughs> is that they took over not one but two entire buildings, or at least the floor of a building, Notre Dame did, to sell their merch. They brought two full buses of merchandise. And I mean huge, massive, massive buses full of merchandise. And they set up not one, but two stores, and there was a line around the curvature of the earth. It was hands across Nell Carter. It was insane. People want to buy Notre Dame crap. That's what they want. So, like the Shamrock Series. Well, the Shamrock Series, this just means them playing in a neutral venue. That's all. They played Wisconsin at Soldier Field. Uh, the, the Notre Dames played at Yankee Stadium. They played at Fenmore, Fenway Park. They went down to the Alamo Dome one year. And that's because you are a commodity. And somehow, somewhere, you're going to go on the road and they're going to like you. And sure enough, you build a stadium like that, one of the best stadiums in the world in Vegas. And uh so if you're a Golden Domer, you can look forward to that. All right, we got a little quick break. Come on in. We got open lines at 1-800-878-plan.
3: Now Angie, and getting your to-do list done just got easier. Between back to school and with the holidays around the corner, it can feel like there's no time to tackle home projects. Whether you need help with emergency repairs or major upgrades, Angie matches you with top local pros who can get the job done right. Browse reviews, see upfront pricing, and instantly book hundreds of projects. Save time for what matters most. Book your next project at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Many people who are vaccinated are getting sick from
1: COVID. Fever is the leading sign of COVID, so everyone needs an accurate thermometer. Exergen
9: Temporal Scanners' accuracy is backed by more than 100 clinical studies. Non-contact devices can miss fevers and give false sense of security. Remember, vaccines may not be enough, and you need an accurate thermometer to stay safe. Exergen.com. is changing the way the world takes
3: temperature.
1: Rick Tittle once threw a tennis ball at a donkey.
4: Oh, the stream of consciousness continues. Come on in. 1-800-878-PLAY. By the way, we are finding out just now that unvaccinated players in the NBA will not be paid for the games that they miss. Now, that seems very self-evident, doesn't it? But you never know. That was a big question, though. And Mike Bass... Uh, representative uh, for uh, the league. He said that um, the, uh, uh, the union has refused to budge from its stance against mandatory shots, which I understand. I understand both sides completely. But Bass says, quote, a vaccine mandate for NBA players would need an agreement with the Players Association. The NBA has made these proposals but the players' union has rejected any vaccination requirement. Yes. So around 90% have been vaxxed, according to The Athletic. And we know that the unvaxxed players will be subject to a very strict, draconian set of health and safety protocols. Daily testing. How about that? Daily testing. Not leaving your hotel room, not going to restaurants, blah, blah, blah. And we know that three teams are affected because of their city requirements. New York, San Francisco, Warriors, Nets, Knicks. And unless they have a medical or religious exemption. So um, if they're going to sit, then they're not going to get paid. And we kind of knew this, but now it's official. Bass said any player who elects not to comply with local vaccination mandates will not be paid for games that he misses. Kyrie Irving will lose $300,000 a game, and Andrew Wiggins will lose 350000 How about that? Andrew Wiggins makes more money than Kyrie Irving. But the referees, by the way, will be fully required. This is from the NBA. The NBA announced today that it has reached an agreement with the National Basketball Referees Association requiring vaccinations for all referees who work NBA games during the 2021-22 season. The agreement specifies that all referees must be vaccinated unless they have a religious or medical exemption. The referees have also agreed to take any recommended boosters. Any referee who does not get vaccinated and is not exempt will be ineligible to work games. So the league is also requiring all team and arena personnel who regularly interact with players, that would be security guards, clubbies, scorekeepers, broadcasters, to be vaccinated. How about that? Now, anyone but the scores table, basically. Social media, PR, all that. So if you want to broadcast a game... Or you wanna, you know, be a photog, you gotta get it. <clears throat> you just have to get the back of the house team, arena operators, you just gotta be vaccinated. And they say fully vaccinated by October first. Well, that's now impossible if you haven't got it, because <clears throat> you have to wait two weeks. So the league is certainly hoping they don't have to postpone games like they did before. 1-800-878-PLAY. Come on, and get hurt. Um, MVP voting top 10 right now. You know, obviously in the American League, it's going to be Shohei Ohtani. If it's not, then something's wrong for what he's did. And I know he was a little hurt. I know the Angels sucked. But you're not going to give it to Vlad Guerrero. He's the only one that could even be in a sniff Otherwise, I'm just looking at the voting. The other eight guys getting votes right now: Marcus Simeon, Cedric Mullins, Salvi Perez, Aaron Judge, Matty Olson, Jose Ramirez, Carlos Correa, Rafael Devers. No, 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 no. But the NL ballot, the NL ballot. I don't. I mean, look, there have been years when you think that's the MVP that guy, and I thought it was going to be Fernando Tatis, but I see a huge push now for Bryce Harper. In fact, I know people that, that said they're going to vote for Juan Soto over Fernando Tatis, but everybody else, Goldschmidt, Turner, Crawford, Freeman, Max Muncie, Tyler O'Neill, Brian Reynolds, former Giants farmhand. They traded to get McCutcheon. Might say, who the hell is Tyler O'Neill? <laughs> Tyler O'Neill is a uh, a St. Louis Cardinal who has hit two eighty three with thirty two home runs. This is one of the reasons why the Cardinals have been uh so good, uh, by the way. Uh also a guy <clears throat> who's um from British Columbia. So a little uh, Canadian love for you uh, if you want. Uh, But uh, the Cardinals have won 17 games in a row now. So they are piping hot. (laughs) Piping hot. But if you think about how piping hot the Cardinals are, they have the same record as the Mariners. And when you look at the Mariners, you're like... That's what I think. I think, and so that's another thing to keep in mind. Before you start falling in love with the Cardinals and it's fun to be hot. Oh, believe me, I'm so hot. It's fun to be hot. But, uh, yeah, they're still the fourth best team in the National League and they have the same record as the Mariners. So don't get too hyped up just yet. And uh, one more uh, baseball note for you kids. Speaking about uh, moving here, moving there. Tampa Bay, the Rays, are still pushing with that two-city plan with Montreal. And they're going to try to promote the idea at Tropicana Field during during the playoffs. This was something that we talked about before the pandemic. And the Rays, despite once again, losing Snell and, you know, Famp, some of these guys, and then go oh, well, they're not going to do anything now. I mean, look at the Red Sox and the Yankees, the money they spent. Look at Toronto. Toronto was so aggressive. If it wasn't for, I mean, definitely the manager of the year in the American League is Kevin Cash. <clears throat> um, Because what he's done is nothing short of astounding in that division. Uh, but they, uh, you know, and then it will be uh, Dominic's favorite in the uh, National League uh, by the name of what's his name? Kapler. I was gonna say, I was going to say Gabe Klingler. Thank you, Gabe Kapler. Rick forgot who the Giants manager was. I know. But wrapping up your second straight AL East title, they're on target to be the best team in the history of the Rays. Most wins. And yet They're trying to divvy up being in St. Pete at the Trop and in Montreal. And um, the president of the Rays, Matt Silverman, uh, revealed that they're going to be more visible and more vocal about the sister city plan. But they said they will be very considerate about keeping their focus on the field. Okay. Well, what does that mean? The Tampa Bay Times quote, Silverman is saying, we're going to add a sign in the right field foul territory with a very simple Tampa Bay, Montreal graphic, especially with the eyes of baseball on us this October. We want to be that visible of our plan and for our excitement for it, it will mark an effort subtly and keep the focus on winning. Well, put it charitably, I think it's a very curious look for a team that presumably wants fans to go to their playoff games <laughs> our games in general, regular season. And just to emphasize the specific, the, Ra- the Rays fans attending home playoff games will see a sign promoting a plan that will take the team away from them for half the year or eventually all the time. And you just have to wonder whether this is part of them angling to get out or it's part of them just trying to discourage fans from showing up and then cratering attendance as the reason to pick up stakes, which is exactly what the Oakland Aids are doing right now. Ann Killian wrote a column in the Chronicle, and I've known Ann a long time. Some of her columns I completely disagree with. But I thought she wrote her best column – on Sunday, about twelve easy steps of destroying a fan base. What the A's have done, and the A's out of the blue have doubled season ticket prices without saying a word, because they really, really, really don't want people to come. Bob Melvin and the players do. Matt Chapman and Matt Olson want you to come, but the front office really doesn't want you to come. Now, the owner of the team, Stu Sternberg, was asked about this in Tampa. He said, quote, my my priority remains the same. I am committed to keeping baseball in Tampa Bay for generations to come. I believe this concept of worthy of serious exploration. Well, remember, it was in 2019 when the Rays were granted exploration for part of their home schedule, just like the A's have been granted exploration. You know, I saw this new thing now. Rebecca Kaplan, vice mayor of Oakland, she has a bidder uh, that is uh, it's African American Sports Coalition, not the one Dave Stewart's behind, to buy the Coliseum City's property for 115 mil, which is like a you know 20 more million, and she's all excited because they're going to make 20 more million on the deal, but it all but guarantees that the A's are. I mean, everything is another guarantee, another nail, another nail, but you know she's all excited. To say, hey, the A's are leaving for sure because look, I'm selling, we're going to sell over here. Yeah, this is why the A's have four sites going right now because they have the foresight to have four sites. But attendance has always been a concern for the Rays. And it's just the unappealing nature of that stadium. It's not in a great location. The ownership doesn't spend any cash usually. But the point is to extract tax dollars to buy the Rays a place of business, and in that sense, Montreal is trying to gain leverage there. Or maybe it's just a genuine aim. I don't know what it is. But, uh, yeah, Uh, the A's are going to Vegas, and uh, the Rays would love to go to French Canada. I mean, it's pretty obvious. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come on back on Sports Byline.
11: 800-754-4531. Do you have a home that you don't want anymore?
1: Tittle ain't the man, but Rick Tittle know who the man is, and he slapped his white fanny.
4: I slapped his fanny. All right, thanks for tuning in. Kind of a funny show today. Not ha-ha funny. Uh, There's a five-star wide receiver recruit in uh, high school Uh, going into the class of uh, 2022. He's a junior now. And he has decided to forego the rest of the high school season. And sorry, he's a a senior now. Sorry. Class of 22 is coming up. And uh, he just says he's just going to concentrate on getting ready for college football. He's at Liberty High School in Frisco, Texas. He got on Twitter, he said, I will be foregoing the rest of my senior season and mentally and physically preparing myself for the next level of my football career and is a huge step in life. Once again, thank you for all the the support and countless love to my Red Hawk teammates. I wish all the best of luck throughout the rest of the season and it's always love when it comes to y'all. I hope every single one of you guys become great one day. Well, he has over 2,000 receiving yards in his career He's narrowed it down to Florida, Texas, LSU, and Alabama. And um, right now, uh, UT is apparently the the favorite. But remember, we had college football players like Leonard Fournette, like Christian McCaffrey decide to stop playing college football to get ready for the pros. Now we have a high school kid stopping high school football to get ready. Are we going to have Pop Warner kids stopping at some point? When does it end? When does it begin? Well, it begins tomorrow at 9 a.m. Pacific time, and we'll see you next time on Ted Lightning Sports.